I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Let's wait for mine. Go on, start it off, mate. Yeah, I'd like you to be interested in what we're doing. Yeah, I'm, I am interested, but I'm just trying to find... Because Adam, as again, you know, it's nice of him to come in because he's had a couple of weeks off. We won't talk about what he's been doing, but we all know what he's been up to. Uh, <laughs> recovering from an injury. Uh, bad knee injury, bless him. But he's he's not knee. really... He's half prepared, hasn't he? Yeah. Sorry. He does this Well, I mean... Oh, it's negligent. We, some of the squad are on the beach, uh, I would say. Yeah. Flav, literally on the beach. He and uh, Adam, I mean, is his mindset where it needs to be, Matt? You're his boss. Yeah, yeah. You want people to step up, don't you, James? Has he stepped up? Yeah. Can he even walk? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he <can't>. yeah. <laughs> He's got a bad knee, all right? That's, that's all we're saying. Right. Jokes aside. So Flav isn't here. The Dom from the Bantam's Banter. Hello. I struggle to say that for some reason. Bantam's yeah, Bantam's most people Bantam's outside Bantam's the North Bantam. do, yeah. So it is, it's easier <laughs> for, for you lot to say, is it? your long tongues. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, there's a, I was just looking at one of the comments on there. So we're going to be talking about, basically, a, a lot of playoff stuff. That's right. Bradford... And Huddersfield, of course, for uh, all Long Beach, Ball Street fans. All well, that reluctantly from me, mate. <laughs> yeah, slightly more so, yeah. Um, I've been involved in playoff finals, so we're going to have a little chat about that. And uh, I was, yeah, at Wembley for Blackpool and chatted with uh, Tim Fielding, who's uh, the honorary vice president of the Blackpool Supporters Trust, so I kind of know a bit more about their situation as well, which is quite interesting. So we can kind of talk about that. And it's a bit more football league than uh, Premier League this week, but mm. Matt had a good idea. And we will be talking about Spurs and Arsenal as well. Spurs versus Arsenal. Spurs versus Arsenal, yeah. Who's had the best season? Because I can't work it out. And I, I don't know. I think we'll, no, we're not answering it now. We're right, answering okay. a bit. We're going we're gonna, to tease. tease. Nice, yeah. nice. See, tease. You see how the structure of values just gone through the roof? I even know. in like two minutes. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, firstly, let's, well, let's go in chronological order. Uh, Bradford played Millwall. Yeah. I was there. You were there. We had a chat about uh, a week before and just said, you want to get the plug out there. On Ball Street, we've, we've done a video on uh, Bradford Millwall on Blackpool's boycott. And uh, yesterday we were at the player final with Matt. Uh, so go and check those out. Um, yeah, we're pretty pleased with all three of them. So um, if, yeah, if you've got a soul and you're a football fan, then I think you'll enjoy most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kicked off with, yeah, with Bradford versus Millwall, which was an interesting one because you yeah. both had been in the playoffs the season before. Millwall dispatched with us then as well, yeah. so thanks for bringing that up. But they're good. They're quite dangerous in the playoffs, Millwall, haven't they? They're, they're, yeah, I don't know what it. The Beatles in the playoffs, semis before, and you uh, were certain that you you were confident with your record as a yeah sure. The, 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 the thing contender. is, as a Bradford fan, we've we've played in playoff finals before, 
and we'd, we'd not lost. But mm. the, my, my confidence came from the fact that we'd seemed to come out of nowhere this season. We'd started the season, you know, relatively well, despite the fact we had new ownership, mm. a new manager, uh, and the, the new manager, who incidentally nearly took us out of the Football League, and we had eight players on the books. Fuck. So we were... That's not as... Yeah, that's... Precarious reading. Isn't we were it? a mess, yeah, yeah. And this legendary, uh, legendary. I lose it. I use the term loosely now. But uh, Phil Parkinson, he'd mm. done really well with Bradford City. We'd had these famous cup runs. Mm. He got us promoted after we'd been stuck in League Two for almost ten years. So we were all gutted to see him go. Wondered what the hell was going on because yeah. we had these new owners. Everyone knows what happens when you get a new owner. Yeah. It all goes tits up. Why do you use so, the word loosely? Because. He seems to be a very bitter man at the minute. Really? I mean, I say at the minute, he seems to have been a bitter man since he stepped through the threshold. Who is this new owner? Tell me, tell us about who, who they are. So they're, they're just two German owners that seem to come out of nowhere. They, they've done a lot of research on football league clubs mm. and Bradford City were a club that appealed to them. Right. Uh, I think our fan base was one of the big reasons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, season tickets are cheap, but we're getting fans in the stadium yeah. and the atmosphere at Valley Quite Parade. a big city Quite. as well, isn't it, Bradford? Yeah, Br- Bradford's a big city, a big multicultural city, and I yeah. think that's the problem. That was the thing that the owners liked about it, wasn't it? Yeah, the, yeah. The, the diversity of the city. The diversity of the city, they see potential there. That it's it's untapped potential because getting you know uh, an Asian crowd in, um, Polish crowd uh, and and you know other races into mm. the stadium it has been notoriously difficult for yeah. for previous owners, but slowly but surely I'm seeing that happen at Bradford City, nice. um, and and it's part of their philosophy of you know affordable football for families because not only are season tickets only 149 quid, but there are loads of schemes um, going on where we get community groups into the stands and we'll give them free tickets mm. you know it's like a taster session come and see what it's like because yeah. you, you lads will know the first time you walk through mm. you know the the turnstiles and you see the floodlights and the green grass that's like but just as devastating green. as those ones where you do we did it a few times at Lost Road you go, you go it's a, a pound a ticket game right this big game where it's probably us playing like Cambridge United who were down the bottom <laughs> yeah. and it wasn't it wasn't one that you were going to get loads yeah. of people that's always the game. It's like a crap nil nil. Yeah. yeah, you never like whenever it's, you take your go, you go. This guy's brilliant. This guy's amazing. Yeah. It's something that happens. Whenever, it crap. whenever we've had things that have kicked up a support as well, uh, if maybe a big cup tie and you've been doing all right and you get for that big game, we always just lay an egg. <laughs> always, uh, and and that's why it's mad because we went to Wembley and there were forty thousand there. And it was, we've had a bit of this season, I thought, this is the one now where we make it or break it. And so I thought, we'll definitely lay an egg again. But, you know, we, we got there. Yeah. So, sorry, go. I was, I was just going to say, fun goes out of the window at playoffs, doesn't it? But it's the same for Bradford. We went into there full of confidence, thinking, you know, Millwall finished below us. Yeah. They're, they're not the, you know, they're not the best defensively. We're pretty good up front. But playoffs, it's just, it's all about the moment. It's not about form leading up to it. I mean, you could stick someone who finished bottom of the league into the playoffs and they've got a chance <laughs> yeah, of winning. Right. Yeah. They've got a chance you're of winning. Right. Yeah. That's why, like, I've, I've said this a few times, playoffs for the Champions League would be amazing. It would. That is a good shout. So tell us that theory so for anyone. I've said it a few times now. I just, I've just, it, this needs to happen. So if yeah. you had the fourth Champions League. Fourth, fifth, like, six, seven. Yeah. So that, four, yeah, four to seven, going to the playoffs for that. It's just, you know, usual format. Yeah. Same thing, and I think that it would make those mid-table so the teams top go three, for it. A bit I like more. it. Yeah, top like three it. straight in the championship, and then number four, fifth, sixth, and seventh playoff, just like you do in the championship, where fourth plays seven. You know, it's like that kind of. Because how many teams vibe. were? Uh, and other teams, could, it beat. gives them something to play for, doesn't it? Rather <laughs> than all those empty games whereby you know it's over. And the, I, yeah, I think the aim to like so we've been doing our season review content today and. 
So 8th to 16th, there was six points between them in the Premier League. That's mad, isn't it? 8th to 16th. So they'd have all been playing, they'd have all been fighting up until... Well, obviously, yeah, everyone yeah, a lot yeah, further ahead. Yeah. I get that. But like... Well, so they're, they're dead spaces in the league, aren't they? They're spaces you don't really want. Yeah. But if there is that incentive, you know, there, there's a playoff in mm, the Champions League. Because they're not, and they love the theatre of it anyway. So if you all of a sudden created this, this you know, because what makes that Championship player final big, as it always has been, is because it's like the biggest game in football. That's what they say, don't they? Mm. So the Champions League would probably, I don't know what the Champions League versus the Premier League what the kick-up is yeah. for the teams, but that's got to be worth something huge. So yeah. that would be also a, a massive, massive game. It'd probably get more interest, in a way, than Do the FA Cup final. It would. Yeah. it would. Which is mad. What about taking it a bit further okay. and having a lower league European to- uh, tournament? Because we're living in a, in they a major... They used to have that, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, what was that called? Oh, I know what you mean. Uh, you it's an Anglo-Italian cover. There was something like it that, was that, but it also had another name. Um, it used to happen, yeah. There was the Intertoto Cup. That was like if you got the least yellow cards in a Premier League. Yeah, yeah. you that. Oh, you, you, you were even... But it should be reintroduced. I mean, there's competition yeah. like the Checker Trade Trophy and stuff like now that people moan about all the time. That's right. But we live in an age of affordable travel where, you know, the south of France isn't that far away for us anymore. It's not, but I think the part of the problem is with it though is that when you're sending small club to some other small club, it's for the clubs to actually fulfil that to get their players all the way over. It needs to generate enough cash to underwrite that. That's the only I think the yeah, maybe exactly. why it, it didn't happen. But it is the spirit of it is nice. But also then when you look at it, if if you were thinking about the Europa League and how that only seems to matter when it's the final doesn't it if if a team gets like United got into the final then it mattered mm. but they don't care about that do they and that's why I don't I um the, the, I don't know how they're going to get out of the, the rut of the Europa League and the feeling towards yeah. it because it's just widely yeah whereas back in the day enjoyed. the UEFA Cup and the Cup Winners Cup, Cup, winners Cup were, were were amazing tournaments but then that was it back in the day where football and European football had an air of mystery to it because you didn't get every single La Liga game every single Serie A you didn't get every single yeah. game on the teams mm. when it's I was it's too much now. so you, you when Liverpool were playing in the the Champions it wasn't the Champions League the Champions Cup or whatever it was Cup Winners Cup is that what you mean? Champions Cup the Cup Winners Cup was for the FA Cup winners the Champions Cup Europe well there's European Cup there's UEFA Cup and there so was... it's just the European Cup yeah. sorry yeah so when Liverpool were playing in that against I don't know, like Juventus, and all of a sudden there's these players that you are, or Roma, and there's these exotic players that you hadn't seen before. That was really exciting. Mm. And when it came to a World Cup or a European tournament, it was really exciting because there was an air of mystery, uh, and you know you, you didn't know about these guys. But now you know so much about all these foreign players. Every computer game's got them in. Yeah. You know, kids just grow up knowing so much about the world that maybe that's partly why the Euro- Europa League isn't. I think it's the format it's as well. Sexy. The amount of games they're playing. It's just these little yeah. little groups that they have where it's just kind of like, oh, if they lose that, that means absolutely nothing. Whereas like, <laughs> Cup Winners Cup, even if it's like yeah. Chelsea playing, I remember Chelsea playing Trom- Tromso or something, the Norwegian yeah. team, and they had to play in the snow and it was on yeah. Channel 5. And, like, yeah. and if they, you know, if they but lost that, there's only two games. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's what makes it exciting. And, and, and that's what they've done, isn't it? Because as they look to structure these things commercially, what they want to do is they want to have a certain amount of games that's going to be happening on TV. The little mini leagues 
that uh, the round robin type elements yeah. to it gives them a lot of games. So even though Chelsea uh, promote uh, through to the next level of the Champions League, they've still then got to go and play these three additional fixtures, which then allows them to trade a certain amount of inventory to the, all the TV markets around the world and to the sponsors. Cause it's like you're getting this many games, which means this much exposure. So then it starts to generate a high media value or broadcast value just because of the scale of the competition. Mm. So that's why they do it. But the more that they package this stuff up, the more it um, it dilutes the the value of the tournaments, the more it dilutes the value of international football, the more it dilutes the value of the FA Cup, and so so the more that they pull towards the top of the game, the more it fucks us up at the bottom. And I think that's why the playoffs are so great because it isn't it's you're in you're into the semi finals straight away, and there is so much on the table. It's just it's so so huge. Yeah, I mean it's it's a massive pressure cauldron and. The thing is, it, it, again, it's the whole form thing goes out the window. It doesn't really matter how well you've done in that season, which is, I think, the negative side to the playoffs. Rightly so, like Bradford yeah. City once finished, you know, seventh, I think, and we we ended up getting promoted. Yeah. So we, we've been on the, the positive side of it as well. Yeah. yeah the, but you kind of at least you know going into it that is the way it works. It's been like that for years, and you kind yeah. of get on with it. I understand. I completely understand. It's exciting, though. It's exciting. I mean, this is what football's all about, isn't it? It's sport. It's all mm. about the random nature of sport, which is why, which is why I'm so against all of these statistics and the gathering of stats right. and finding out about players. You don't even have to bring them into the club before you know whether you want to sign them or not, <laughs> because you've got all the stats about them. You can simulate it and yeah. then decide whether you want to own them or not. Yeah. So the random nature of sport then disappears. Yeah. And that's why I think that I love the lower leagues and I think that why the, the lower leagues are so popular is because that random nature of sport is still yeah. there. And I mean, I'm not just talking football league, you go into the non-league as well and yeah. that, that's there as well. The, you know, bottom of the league often beats top of the league and, yeah. and scuppers top of the league's chances of getting promoted. Yeah. And that's the romance of football. And that is why I absolutely mm. maintain that a club like Bradford City are the best club to support in the world mm. because we've been through everything we've been through the, the shit of nearly falling out of the football league yeah. we've had cup runs we've got into a cup final as a league two club we yeah, beat Chelsea that was nuts wasn't it that? yeah we beat, we beat Chelsea you know Man United fans Liverpool fans they beat Chelsea it's just like oh yeah well you know it's yeah. just we, we should have beaten Chelsea we're supposed to beat Chelsea but Bradford shouldn't and that that's no, why football to me is still romantic that yeah. any, any win what yeah. still means so much what's great is the fact that I feel the exact same way that you feel and I think you probably feel the same way as well especially after yeah, yesterday of course but that's all football that's all most football league fans and I think yeah. it, there can be a, a turning up of the nose quite easily there is. by Premier League fans and I'm worried about you I, you get yeah. I don't change don't change <sighs> what do you know what, right? You might change. So, I was I was talking to, to Dan last night afterwards, and we were we all sat up late chatting about it. And he was like, "Smithies is like rumours we're going to get Smithies back from QPR." And, he's just signed a new deal, right? <laughs> and I was yeah, so I don't mean like that. But he came through our academy, and he played for us. And he's a he's a he's a, a local guy, and he's a good keeper. And I was like, immediately the romantic town fan him is like, "Yeah, yeah, totally get Smithies." And but then the Premier League me. Started kicking, I went, hang on a minute, no, there could be someone better than that. He might be foreign, I might have never heard his name, but he might be better. Yeah. yeah. And he he might cost more money, but we've we got the cash I now. mean, that's the luxury that you can... That, that, is, yeah. that is kind of there. And I mean, I'm playing. I, I, but, you know, yeah. you, the, the seasons that you're in the Premier League, 
They, yeah. they were they were certainly exciting. And yeah, you, Carboni, like Stan Collymore. Unbelievable like, player. Carboni, absolutely yeah. unbelievable player. Chris I cannot Waddle. believe I got to see him at Bradford. Chris Waddle's pre-Premier League, it's like 1996. But still, yeah, nice to see. Was that players. pre-Prem? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Scott against Everton, halfway line. Yeah. I remember him scoring. Was like, that the same day as Trevor Sinclair as well? Yeah, yeah. Like got the it, greatest... Like they used to do like a best goals of each round, and that night <laughs> there was that one. Sinclair overhead kick. Yeah, yeah. And the only reason I'll never forget that is because I saw that Waddle goal at Goodison Park, and I thought for the first time we're going to see a Bradford player in this goal of the round competition. And then Trevor, well, I was, yeah, I was yeah. at the I was at the Trevor Sinclair. I was, I was devastated I, when you got Waddle because I loved Waddle growing yeah. up. I loved Chris Waddle. Anyone that can carry a ball and look now, and not necessarily with the the physical pace. But can just kind of move Waddle. his hips and the defence kind of drops so well Waddle didn't have pace but two good feet and he'd also just he just teased defenders he had an air about him that yeah. made you think he, this guy could play forever He's because he would get the ball in the centre yeah yeah I think he went on to Osset and also was a little yeah. after us quality though quality for, I was gutted when you got he him. could just stand in the centre of the park and ping yeah. it around and there's only one other player I've seen do that in the low leagues and that was Paul Merson when he went to right. Warsaw yes, right. and he came to Bradford City and he just stood in the, on the centre circle and he was just like a yeah. feeder for everything. Latisse was another that was kind of like that, wasn't yeah. Matt I know he didn't. I, did he just step the Southampton all the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Most underrated player. Yeah, Latisse but but he was one that just was all amazing football ability. You don't get that kind of player as much anymore, do you? That kind it's of guy that's just got pure, just someone that could have just swagger. walked onto the training ground by accident, yeah. but he's yeah. class. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they don't like, need that. They're kind of all now like, oh, check out my fucking six pack. You know, I have a protein shake every day. You've <laughs> yeah. lost that guy. The guy that was just a... Kenny Irons was a bit like that for us that used to play centre mid. He's from Tranmere. And he was a... Uh, like, he used to drink beer straight after the game. I remember being at Cambridge and I'd gone there. A mate of mine was a Cambridge fan and we got into the players' bar and I was fucking amazed we were in the players' bar. So we were in there and I didn't really expect any town players to come in but thought we might get a glimpse. But, you know, they're going to get on the coach. Kenny Irons come in, in his kit just with like a coat over him, ordered, got two bottles of Bud, right, literally fucking cap off uh, both of them. One of them just fucking drowns it in one, puts the other in his pocket and walks out. I was like, just, just come off the There's, field. I was like, fucking, I love that. But yeah, he used that to age of players is gone. It has. Isn't it? Yeah, absolutely gone. And I used to look like, what the team, like Leicester, 97. They used to have those Ian big Matt Elliott, Steve yeah, yeah. Walsh, yeah, Jerry Taggart, who's a fucking great lad, Beast. by the way. Yeah, but the, where are those players now? Yeah, they don't exist. That's your. There's a question for the comments then. Like, yeah. who's the, give me random names. I love. You know, that's another good thing about the the football league. Is that it's not like. You know, Chelsea's like Torres and Shevchenko. We had Shevchenko's, right? Yeah. Do you know what we, we, we had Ned Zelik. Do you know what we were shit and we just had Viali and Hullet and that? Like, yeah. yeah, whereas like <laughs> Kenny Irons, they're like, they're like names from a, like, a little football board game that you had. I recently found a load of old sticker albums like Merlin Premier League albums. Wow. You know what's gone? Big players who'd love a drink after a game uh. and balding players. Not bald players, balding. <laughs> yeah, players yeah. that still had the, the bit around the yeah, side. Ray Wilkins loved it, yeah. yeah. Fucking hell, that that's yeah, a bad true. look, isn't it? Now that is a yeah. bad look. Who's the Charlton guy? The Charlton Jensen or something. Oh, Klaus uh, Jensen. Klaus yeah, Jensen. Yeah. He was a good football player. He bought one as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's like a good Danish or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know what you mean. You're right. And and even maybe say like the the seventies. It was like 
full on wispy balding guys. There were guys who must have been they must have been like 26, 27 and they yeah. looked like 45. There was a guy called Ian Almondroyd. Oh, Bradford City legend. Yeah, yeah. called they just call him Sticks and Still he, do. Was, he was <laughs> he was a why? Oh, oh well, because he was so small, uh, so tall. Sorry, he had these beanpole legs, yeah, didn't he? Massive, yeah. And he used to play like left wing. Yeah, and striker. Yeah. But he was he was a giant. He was a, and he had this big fucking basing haircut, uh, big blonde basing. Yeah, he played, <laughs> yeah. played for Villa as well. I think. Didn't yeah, he? he did. He had a couple of big moves. Yeah, and mm. then I think it was like um, this huge player for Bradford, and then he had a really good career at Leicester, Aston Villa. And then he went to Scunthorpe and was voted the worst player they've had. Yeah, that can happen. He was an odd player. He was an odd player. Sorry to bring it down a little bit, but it's a sort oh. Before we get Before to that, because just a couple from the playoffs, I was going to say, that's what I don't, you know, when the Premier League clubs look down and kind of are almost like, you would never want to go down. And like this, the playoffs, what, what, what you'll never get as a Spurs fan or, you know, Liverpool fan or an Arsenal fan, and I love them, we're friends with them clubs, that is, there's not, this is not, not calling anyone out here, right? But just saying that, like winning a cup, amazing, winning a league, amazing. But there's something about because the narrative of the league's the important thing, isn't it? Every year, that's it. You don't want to get relegated. You want to get promoted. You don't want to, you know, finish mid table. You want to qualify for this. You want to be at the top of the top of the table. The league is the most important thing. That's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. However, a cup format where you have a knockout, where you hear and someone's gonna live or die today you know that is the, the 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 format that creates the most drama the most amount of tension etc so when you've got the the what 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 matters about a league season but in a cup format which is ultimately the playoffs are you've got a whole season riding on these fucking intense games yeah, yeah. it creates an intensity that I can't describe and I don't know if for example the Arsenal fans who were won at Wembley 2 days before who won that I don't know if they will feel from winning the FA Cup and that's the coolest thing that you looked up to as a kid I don't know if they'll have the same feeling that us that Millwall I won't say Blackpool just because they're fans it was a very weird one for yeah. them but anyone that wins the playoffs what you get in that I don't know if you have that that drama and that really feeling in, in that do you know what I'm saying yeah because the, the playoffs if you get to the final, it's almost like your entire season has been invested in that day. Mm. Yeah. And if you fail, it was like the whole 40-odd yeah. games previous to that were for nothing. Mm. Yeah, and you kind true. Of, you have a 38, 30, well, no, sorry, 46-game climbing up this hill, and then you just get to the top of the hill and you go, yeah. shit. Then you've got to do it again. <laughs> I'm at the and bottom of that hill. It's like an end-of-level boss. And yeah. That's, yeah. It, that's it. You're so right, because that. then you get to the final... And it's it's like this emotional tug of war. You can't tug anything with emotions. Yeah, you're still yeah. trying to go. Like, no, but I want it yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. And someone has to win it. And then, like you say, if you lose that, which unfortunately was, was the case for you this season, it's the thought of starting again. It's that that takes you a little. It'll take you a summer to get yourself back to go again. That's right. I mean, I'm trying to convince myself that I'm excited about it. That I'm excited about starting again. You need about time, the possibility yeah. of bringing in new players. And I think that might be just like a coping mechanism. Yeah. Because people say, oh, it's ridiculous, it's just a game, why do you feel like that? But honestly, we spoke before the game, I was a wreck. I could feel my face tingling, I thought, I was, yeah. I thought my whole body was shutting down. Yeah, it's weird. And then the it's game, good. it is weird, isn't it? It's, it not, is. it's Matt, not good, but... Matt had a great analogy. Of, um, it, he said, I feel like 
I've got um, a computer it's got too many tabs open and so I can't really yeah, like yeah. the wheel of death's going I just can't mm. really compute what's well, going on and how I feel fucking filming a game and, and having to think about um, my memory card I mean what the fuck like <laughs> seriously like I'm terrible with stuff like that to all of a sudden think about memory cards batteries and then FIFA the half time meeting people with tickets collecting some tickets and, and I, I just made out I forgot to put I forgot to put product in my hair you know what I mean? That never happens. And I, and I get to, just about to get on the, the train, and I'm like, fucking tickets. I've not brought the fucking <laughs> tickets. Do you know what I mean? So there were people meeting me at Wembley, and I've got the tickets. And I was like, so I had to call Ty and get her to, my missus had just dropped me off, got the baby in the car, come down, and then she's like, just got baby out of the car and put the kid back down. She's got to then get back in and bring me these bloody tickets. So. Just to go back a tiny bit, so this is really my odd. My brain was scrambled, yeah. This is really, really odd. But And, and on the Bull Street... Uh, video that we did we didn't touch upon it too much but on, on Matt's new channel uh, Matt World which hopefully you're going to subscribe to and check out there's a whole daily vlog there but within that vlog Matt played <laughs> Matt played FIFA yeah. at half time on the, next to the corner of the pitch and it was on the big screen yeah. against the Reading fan. It was the weirdest. I didn't even look after my own child. <laughs> <laughs> it was so odd. I don't even. It was. So there's footage in that, in that video. Yeah, there's footage in that in that video. That was weird, wasn't what, it? So it was. It was. Well, before we get that, it's funny. There's one bit in it. I don't know if you know the edit. <laughs> Is that amazing? The edit was fucked last night, and I left it at like midnight. So Junior finished it off. But uh, there's this one bit that I saw through the rushes, and uh, James is just like that, just smirking to camera. And he goes, "When you're too old." to play FIFA. <laughs> you can just see me sitting down like this, like, fucking hang on a minute. I want the old buttons. I, the old buttons. <laughs> I changed them for the old buttons. Well, yeah, just to throw myself under the bus for a second. So I went down uh, with Matt, uh, filming Matt for that bit, um, for the video. And there was also uh, a young lad and his dad was playing. And then they went to, they go, do you want to have a photo on the pitch? And and then they looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, oh, this. Me? Well, no, he's, what? They thought I was Matt's kid for a second. That is. Well, they weren't sure. That was. It was funny. Something was wrong. But actually, that's a kick in the nuts. That was a kick in the nuts because for who? For me. Of course it is. I'm old enough to be your dad. You're 32. But I'm 31, and I look. I I look like a child. When am I going to stop looking like a child? You do look like a child, but I look like I'm a dad, but I look like an old dad now. So fuck. Anyway, I'm getting old. So that was odd. That was really odd. Um, so you're, yeah, I mean, you're getting there. I've got to ask you about Teddy. Except a lot of people will be worried about Teddy. Do you know what? So Teddy's uh, Teddy's dumb son who was in in the vlog and oh man. yeah, yeah, that was so sweet, blessing. Kid, kids are kids are resilient and like literally on the coach on the way back, he was like, "Where's my fidget spinner? Where's where's my <laughs> where's my iPad? Is Stuart Cole still going to be our manager next year?" Oh, and so, that's that's so I was just I was proud watching that back that yeah. he cares so much that he's seven amazing and uh were you surprised by the response of people in the comments yeah it's unbelievable yeah i, thought, I was really it was re- i was really proud to have like to have done it because to see the see people making those comments and, and uh, they really did focus on both your relationship with your son and, and danny and his son mm. and the two sides of it but the, th- the thing is since i've been of age i don't know 14 I've always thought I would love to take a son to football. It'd be, mm. it'd be so nice to take a son to football. And then when it happens to you and they actually care, mm. it's the best thing. And I think that's yeah. what people relate to. Yeah. And people can remember what that feels like as well when you fall in love with football yeah. and something bad happens. I mean, honestly, in the build-up yeah. to that game, losing wasn't even an option. Teddy not even thought about the fact we could lose oh. that game. 
And it must be and such an exciting trip down, getting the tee, the playoffs, it teases <laughs> you, doesn't it? And all of a sudden you're going down, Wembley Way, all those things. You know, for those that go to Wembley, those that live in the South and it's easy, you know, it's not an easy thing to, for a kid to be going at well, that age. So it's a real dream, isn't it? Exactly. Like, for, the, for the wee guy, bless him. And Bradford City went the entire season at home unbeaten, and the majority of the games he sees are home games. Is this his first season then? No, no, he's been going for a few seasons right. now. Yeah, it? but it's like, seven. He's seven, but th- this is the first season that he really like Got understands it. it and he understands what's going on and and he knew that Bradford were having this good season. He knew he, he already knows. I don't know whether it's instinct, but he knows what it means to go to Wembley. That getting to Wembley is a big thing yeah. in football. Yeah. yeah, to him, that arch is what the twin towers were to us. You know, the arch yeah. is going to be. He's going to have no no different. That's going to be the legendary stadium he wants yeah. to play there. Blessing. Uh, but it's all part and parcel of football. Yeah, the reason I, that I was proud to have, have documented it is because things like that are important to look back on. Mm. As a Bradford fan and through the Bantam's Banter podcast, we've experienced some absolute horror shows yeah. where Peter Taylor as manager. Um, we saw the, <laughs> full stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah full stop. <laughs> the, we had the legend Stuart McCall, who's still yeah. a legend. He's done really well with us, but his first spell wasn't great for no. him. And it, he nearly saw us out of the football league. And when it's a legend in charge, you, you don't yeah. have to compute it. Mm. He was great for as a player as well, wasn't he? He was amazing. Yeah, unbelie- unbelievable. Fell off the card, yeah. didn't he? That's, that's <laughs> all I remember for him. He had they, a they got career before that. I yeah, no, <laughs> amazing career, right? <laughs> When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hey there it's michelle norris i'm host of a podcast called your mama's kitchen when i travel i'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when i'm not at home and one of the things i love to do when i am at home is entertain and airbnb allows me to do that when i was in california recently i rented a house that had a great kitchen and when we were sitting around the table we're all thinking we're in someone else's house someone could be in all of our homes as well if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All I can remember is the year they got, you went up into the Premier League, there was this Soccer M clip of he's like, he's got, he's had too many cans and he's like, oh, yeah, he classic, falls off a car. Oh, yeah. Legend. That's the thing people remember about Stuart McCall. What I remember about Stuart McCall is 1996, Gaza scores an incredible goal for England against Scotland. Yeah. Stuart McCall is seen chasing Gaza, just pointing at him. Yeah, someone else get him. <laughs> yeah, and you see Colin Hendry running across the field. But yeah, Stuart McCall, unbelievable for us. But to experience 
and and to really feel the good stuff in football. You'll know this, mm. Huddersfield fan. You've been some through some absolute horror, mm, some exactly, shit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I've served my time. And and you get when when the best things happen to you when you reach cup finals when you shouldn't when you beat Premier League teams when you shouldn't when you when you get mm. into the Premier League when you've been a team that yeah. have struggled. I mean, I thought it's it, unbelievable. And, and you know, I think it's easier to go again as well because you like there's always another season. You, as long yeah. as your team's there, that's what you you said in, in in our video with you is that it come it got to a point with the administration and stuff like that. All that really mattered is that it was there. Did the club survived, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's for, for me. So my uh, Dan, who's on the videos uh, with me, he's my little cousin. I remember going um, as a kid, him coming to his first game when he was like five years old, which is like twenty years ago, and I was um, oh man, could be like fifteen years older than Dan or whatever, and. Um, so I was, you know, I'd been through it and it was his dad that used to take me from like six years old. So that's when I first, that's, I've been seeing town 35 years now, basically. And I remember his first game and I remember he was, I think we played Wolves and I'm sitting watching the game and because this is his first game and he was basically afraid whenever Wolves went into our half, he didn't like it. And he's putting up the programme in front of his face, but he's doing it to me as well. So I'm like watching the game and I keep, he's protecting me. Like, I'm like, Dad, it's fine. Do you know what I mean? And he's like, ah, no, they're coming again. Like, like this. And, you know, so it, for me and him, so his dad now, he has a dodgy ticker and it's difficult for him to get around. So, and it's safer. Like we, he didn't come to Wembley because he, yeah, he'd already booked. His, well, he'd already booked his birthday and taken loads of his mates from the golf club to Wales to play golf, and he was like, "I can't actually now come." And we were a bit pleased because it, you feel uncomfortable almost when he's there because he's, you know, he's yeah, yeah, getting he stressed. Well, but for us to be able to go to a game, we went. I think went to the last game. No, we went to the Chef Wednesday game. Uh, met up there and the it's just amazing yeah we went to we've been to a few games this year me and Dan go away a lot and that's the best thing which is why I pleased me wall got up because I was thinking away game so, yeah. down here and he comes down sorry I thought I'd been relatively nice you <laughs> have been you forgot didn't you you forgot nice. for a second there. <laughs> no no no, no. no I'm, uh, you know looking at it now I, I'm over it now we're not in that league I think that I'd wish that you'd have got up because I'd be loving you playing Leeds and you playing Wednesday and I'd just be cheering you on now as the underdog within that but, nice um, save, nice save. Thank you. Um, but yeah, but it, that's all it meant. It's just wanted it to it's continue. But that whole thing, I, every year you, you get to know the people that are around you in the crowd, whether when it was standing, but also when it's seating, and especially when you've got season tickets there. And um, you get this, always you get this thing where you're relegated... Um, or you've just finished wherever it's just always a right see you next season yeah, yeah you shake hands but yeah. you haven't done it the whole season yeah, yeah, yeah. this goes back to the whole Arsenal-Tottenham thing doesn't it the, the, the problem with Arsenal is ex- expectation they're not like us they're, they've not you know they're, yeah. they're just going through crap seasons and they're waiting for something good to happen yeah. they win things fairly frequently I know they went through that nine year spell without a trophy but believe me that's not a very long without a trophy <laughs> <That's> <laughs> not bad, no. what was that when was that like 1928 or something Mate, exactly yeah, 35 years. I, I never thought we'd get up there. I, I did for a tiny bit when we got promoted and we had Neil Warnock, but then he left and we kind of, a bit under Steve Bruce, and then it was just like down, 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 administration, eight players on the books. And I, I was just like, look, I don't even care. As long as, as long as there's a team, so me, Dan, and it just lives on. And all the people, the down of the Mac message board that we have, all the people who's fathers and people that took them it becomes a family thing you know yeah and you just need to have that place for the community that people can kind of go but i didn't care i I honestly just i'd written it off and i didn't i didn't care i don't care 
and and that's why now I feel so conflicted about this thing. I still feel quite conflicted about the it. The Premier League's amazing. The pre- from what I remember, I was only a child, but the pre- the Premier League's amazing, and I got to see like Shearer playing at Valley Parade, Beckham, uh, Roy Keane, all, yeah. the, all these players that I I idolised Premier League players when I was a kid. Yeah, but I don't know. I I I I, I, I did, but back then I thought yeah. that players back knew a little bit more about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. there were there were. But did they because? Apart from Roy will Keeler, will Teddy say the same thing in twenty years? Do you know what? He probably probably, yeah. he probably will. Because there's but a I, perspective, I, isn't it? You're I right. promise you. I promise you. I mean this. I would not change for going up and down the leagues and mm. falling into administration. I wouldn't yeah. change it for the world because I get to experience the narrative, the full spectrum yes. of football. I experience everything. We played in the Intertoto Cup. I've experienced Europe. <laughs> yeah. On, um, what, what's it called? Our Shavin made his debut against Bradford City for St. Petersburg. Right, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, there's a little, yeah, nice. little tidbit for you. Yeah. But I've, ex- so I've experienced Europe, sort of. I've seen Bradford in the Premier League and we've signed exotic foreign players like Bruno Rodriguez. He lasted about two games. Gee, you had a guy who's amazing on Championship Man, Adinho. Adinho. He was amazing. Was he? Not just on Championship yeah, right. Man, but not in the Premier League, but outside no, of it. Yeah, it was class. And we got George Cadet. I mean, he's got like 50 in a season for Celtic. Cadet. came to call Scott Sod all. Yeah. But I've, I've, I've experienced that. I've experienced Championship or Division 1 as it was then. I've seen us fall through those divisions. I saw us get relegated in our centenary season. We got relegated into Division 2 as it was then. And it changed to League, League 1. But I, I feel better as a football fan for experiencing it. I feel mm. like I know exactly what football is. Mm. And Definitely. I think in the Premier League, there's just too much expectation. Yeah. Do you know what I think? I think it's, I think it's really tough to be an Arsenal fan, a Spurs, at those top teams because I think there's actually there's less, there's weirdly less, um, there's less scope for where to go. So that, for example, like Spurs fans are delighted because they're they're somewhere new that they they haven't been there for yeah, a while. Yeah, I get that. Well, the problem mean? with Arsenal is they're in a rut. Yeah. And you can understand why Arsenal fans would get frustrated. It is, it's, the, it's the Premiership. I mean, it's the it's the attention off the pitch, isn't it? It's the press. It's the having to face your face. It's the way that everything's kind of. If you don't win, then you're failures. And the way that they create these yeah. narratives to make you look like a mug just for kind of coming second. I feel like that's it's drifting like, into the certainly in the championship. Certainly maybe the QBI, I feel like it's drifting a little there's, bit. There's a little bit of elitism in the championship now. There really is. It's because you come down with so much money and you're expected to go straight mm. back up because you have all mm. of that money. And it's more often than not, it's not the case. It's very yeah, it's very dangerous. It's but very, very dangerous. I'm I'm I mean I'm here having a dig at Arsenal fan and saying, you know, you, you're actually doing quite well compared to a a, a mm. lower league club. But you can't help who you support, can you? Yeah. And if you're used to a certain way of playing a Me. certain way of winning it and, is, and getting trophies anyone then. that grew up if you grew up as an Arsenal fan watching the Invincibles I kind of feel sorry for you same way that a Manchester United fan that grew up in that era same way that a Liverpool fan that grew up in the era where the team was so good and so much better than everyone else and you've won so much stuff if you're a kid that grows up with that and that becomes fucking hell this is amazing football's yeah. amazing but it's, it's an unrealistic unsustainable thing almost because United, I know they've had a, an alright season kind of now, but they've had, it's been difficult from there. And they're never going to get back to that. That is a, a an unlikely, better than... I'm struggling to find the worst, I'm so damn tired. But that's a glitch in the system when one team is able to be so good for so long. Well, I think it's certainly going to be very difficult now. The other thing is, right at the top of it, like, for example, with 100 metres... If you to play to be in the district at district level 100 meters, there's probably a certain time gap. Mm. Then to represent your country, you've got to get a certain time gap. Once it gets to the final, the difference between first and eighth in that yeah. race 
is yeah. fractions of a second. It's fractions and it's, of a second. And I think there's a yeah. similarity to the to the Premier League because it's, I think, and you add that with the lack of patience. Yeah. Because. Because. Yeah. <laughs> because, for the, I know. because of the um, the the insatiable kind of. Yeah. Need to talk about, but it's like it's not a failure. The car all win the Premier League. One team gets to win yeah. that every year. Yeah, so relax. So it's goes out <laughs> once, and there's some fucking huge budgets with some other teams with talented players and talented managers focused on winning that. So if you come second or third, actually Arsenal have been an amazing success over the last to finish consecutive. That it's amazing. However, because I think the pressure, the media, the kind of the way that it's all as soon as they lose a game, oh God, Wenger, should, you know, it kind of creates the pressure that shouldn't really be there in a way. But football, football has evolved at an incredible rate, and that's part yeah. of the problem. I mean, it's evolved quicker than Arsene Wenger. Yeah, because he's not really adapted to the game. I mean, he's done all right. Obviously, he's winning yeah. the FA Cup, but and you do. But look at how quickly football's evolved. It's not. It's not just um, the stadiums that are changing, but mm. football boots, the small fractions that mm. teams, um, you know, like down to like the pillows they sleep on in hotels. You know, <laughs> clubs really think that matters. Really? Yeah, yeah, and that's it. Uh, does fucking I need a, if I haven't got my certain pillow. Not a good night's sleep. Do you know what I mean? It's but true. These things, just the right amount of sponginess. Exactly. So it, all that being all difference. that being said, yeah. Who's had a better season? This is the question. That is the question. Say. That is the question. That is the question. Arsenal or Spurs? Who, in your opinions? And this is again, this is not the uh, opinions of fans of Sorry. top, top, Jeez. top, top teams. So yeah. different perspective. This is just our perspective, and we're not. Do we don't hate anyone here. We've we no right agenda. Answer. Don't care. <laughs> yeah. Like Arsenal Spurs up there. Not my problem. Yeah. I don't care. It's just your opinion. Who's had a bit of? It depends on how you want to look at the season. What type of person you are. Because as a Spurs fan, you've you've had a really good season. It's another one of those seasons where Spurs. You think something's about to happen, and then it just doesn't quite happen. I felt like Spurs have been on the cusp of something great for a while. Mm. They've managed to keep that squad. But they finished, like we finished above Leeds, they finished above Arsenal. That is, they've won. You can't be celebrating but then, like that if you're serious but about then, football, I don't think. But then, wait for it, fucking Arsenal go win the FA Cup and they've got a trophy. So then have they have they won? Who won? And you listen to Robbie in our, in our videos oh, going... Really? So big on trophies now. They're really yeah, important. Yeah, yeah. And I'm trophies like, come on. It's the main thing. I'm not sure he's The thing is, out, the, 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 F, the FA Cup, unbelievable trophy. I mean, as a, a, a lower league fan, I think it's easier to be an old-fashioned style football fan, but the mm. FA Cup still means something. Mm. Three in four years. That's madness that they've won. Yeah. Add it. D- so, uh, adds. Who's, who's won? Spurs or Arsenal? Spurs, Spurs won? Yeah. Spurs? Yeah. Is oh, there I, a I put by s- You think they've had a better season? Yeah. Spurs have had the better season. Sure. What were you saying? Brentford man? or Huddersfield? Who's had the better season? Happy to go. Okay. <laughs> That's just just <laughs> I just wonder what you think. What do you think, man? Um, fuck, it's a tough one. I kind of feel like Spurs just because that whole the mind of gap, the Tottenham's day, there's the so many years. But I do feel that Arsenal have kind kind of you know like, you know when your team's playing. Okay, so you know when you're watching your team play and you're losing. But one of your players, like Nutmegs, and one of their players, and it's kind of a bit of a like, yes, that, that gives me something. Arsenal have kind of they've ended up nutmegging the team. They've they've had a nutmeg fest. Yeah, yeah. Tottenham I think, think they got away I, with it, and then Arsenal just yeah, sneak in there. I think it, I think it gives them the ability to actually say we've had a better season than you. I think it does because it's a trophy. 
It's a major trophy as well, isn't it? It's not like the. Yeah, I mean, not, I don't want to diss. So who did you say? Did you say Spurs, Spurs or Arsenal? I think Arsenal, just because I, I love I love yeah. the FA Cup, and I think Tottenham didn't win anything. They won a bit of pride over over Arsenal, yeah. but they didn't win anything. I, th- I I think they're very close to it. I think next season Tottenham are going to be a team to be reckoned with. Have you said? No. Who do you think? I would. I was going to say Arsenal oh. because they have won. A, they've won the FA Cup, which people yeah. should respect because it's a brilliant, brilliant thing. Yeah. It's the equivalent of. If they if it gave, if it was given the respect that it deserves, that is your playoff right. for those bigger teams. I don't think they care about that. But that's the, so that's my point. But I'm actually going to go with Spurs because if you're actually going from the expectations of the fans and what yeah. they want, if you're an Arsenal fan saying, "Oh, we've had a better season than Spurs," yeah. you're a hypocrite. Yeah. Because you weren't saying that at the start of the season. No. You were saying we should be challenging blah blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah. That was a complete afterthought. Yeah. Whereas Spurs were going, "Can we do better? Can we finish above Arsenal? Yeah. Have they achieved their objectives?" probably yeah. have I honestly think Arsenal fans probably don't know whether they've had a better season than Tottenham or not but they'll always argue that they'll yeah, always had argue a better it, season yeah. than Tottenham I, I think Tottenham should be very pleased with with, with, yeah. with how they've done I mean it's a, it, it, it's, it's, it's one of them isn't it where it's almost like alright so so it's kind of tied. I think Arsenal have slightly snuck it just because they've got in there the at last yeah. like if it was the League Cup and Arsenal had won it like back in the day and then Spurs that have come in and finished higher in the league I'd probably say Spurs but it's almost that last act that's the kind of the last laugh so I think Arsenal have done that however I think the key bit is is that Tottenham have now broken through a ceiling they've now gone through something that didn't kind of seem possible yeah and I almost feel that the belief that they'll take from this puts them in serious contention to actually go and look how they finished they were just smashing teams so I actually think that Tottenham now, I think they can win it next year. Is there a squad in the Premier League that excites you more than Tottenham? No, I, I think that probably Chelsea it might have the best squad, but Tottenham, I would, I would take that over United. I'd take it over Liverpool's. I'd take it over uh, Arsenal's. I just, I would. I love. I think from an, from in an terms England of excitement, fan, you're right. You're yeah, right, yeah, and right. from an England fan's perspective, yeah. which I know that not many people care about the national no. team anymore, but I think Tottenham have got some yeah. great players coming through yeah. for us. The likes of Ali and, and Kane. And we just seem to be in a weird generation of football where things like that don't seem to matter as much anymore. Yeah. Like when Euro 96, for instance, and we had Sheringham and Shearer, they were idolised mm. like gods. Harry Kane is equally as good as those players. And, and if he carries on his scoring record, it's yeah. going to be quality. Yeah. But because international football is just not as respected as it once yeah. was, I don't think it's held in as high yeah. regard now. It's, yeah. it's a bit I, like the FA Cup, isn't it? It's that same feeling that it's kind of just lost its way a little bit. How, I think, how, how I think we've, we've gone deep on this, haven't we? Can we even talk about these other things or we just almost do a couple of questions from the community? Uh, what do you think? Can I just, I, oh, can I just on. do one shout out on the Blackpool thing? Because yeah, oh, I just yeah, wanted... Yeah. Uh, it's a very odd situation. I was really amazed actually how weird it was at Wembley um, so Blackpool for those who don't know Blackpool were a team in were in League 2 were able to win the uh, playoff final on Sunday was it And uh, but the fans have had problems with their owners the Oysters and they you know, basically the large majority of them decided to boycott it um, on the day obviously there were other fans who went there and have a, had a different view they feel they should support the team regardless I'm not going to say anything on that what I just wanted to say was that uh, if you if you watch that video or you do any reading up on Blackpool and their situation with the owners and you want to sort of support their cause, then um, go and follow the Blackpool Supporters Trust 
and and when you see them putting stuff out there and you, and, and it fits with your ideals on football just retweet it mm. or quote tweet it or like it or whatever because the the louder voice they can have the better that's, to, that's to be I'm honest saying. the crazy thing and I, was it Adam um, that put in a nice comment or was it you in the in you know our network whatsapp and someone had mentioned that or Jack Reeve maybe had said that um, credit to them because to actually go through with the boycott of a final at Wembley is incredible and it just shows you how much they feel because I think people before have been like yeah yeah we're going to boycott or we're mad at this but then team gets in something and they're like fucking down the shop buying shirts and kind of <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? yeah. so credit to them for that that is a real show of solidarity that we completely respect it's very easy to do it isn't it when you're when it's um, not going well yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly so yeah well I mean done. it really is bad as well has, has it ever been this bad for a football club I mean I know that we we hear it from the point of view of Blackpool fans and we don't really know the ins and outs of it but it's pretty grim it's pretty great, and for the team to still even get into a playoff final is pretty remarkable. Well, that's that's the other side of the coin a little bit. Is the the other argument, and I th- I do feel like it is a minority. It, there is a feeling that well, they used to get four or five thousand fans when they're in League Two mm. way back when. Before fans only kind of this thirty seven thousand at Wembley uh, in the two thousand and ten yeah. playoff final. It was only when they were going to yeah. go into the the Premier League. It's just yeah. the nature of football, though. And I mean, I'm, I'm people slag off. Clubs when a load of fans just turn up out of nowhere. Yeah. Huddersfield. Shut the fuck up. Success attracts fans. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, football yeah. is. You know, sense. you're not a glory supporter. If yeah. you live in Huddersfield, they start to do well and you think, oh, you know what, maybe yeah. I will give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Power to you. But, but, but the club, thing yeah. is, right, is like you think about in a tea, in fact, I can't remember, I'm too tired. The bottom I ain't got the strength to yeah. produce bottom anything. Bottom line for me is owners suing fans. For, for giving their opinion and stuff oh, is a step too far. Really I nice. I feel. Um, what was I going to say? One thing I just I really how how did yesterday feel? I haven't actually asked. We haven't actually asked you that probably. What was that penalty shootout like? Mate, well, you was there. Like I, I was a hot mess. Um, I really was. Because um, they were three, were not, weren't they? And it felt. I think I even turned around. I was like, yeah, it's over. It's it's done. And then we, we went on and, and did it and it was it was just madness, disbelief and kind of joy. Um, Completely. The, the, if you go frame by frame as yeah. the penalty goes in, it, that's can... all it's... You're screaming at me, I don't get it. <laughs> Is this real? Yeah. I don't believe it. Well, all I'm, in one little moment. Well, I'm conf- I've been conflicted on the whole thing all season. People struggle. Some people are struggling to understand that. I think I those, I that have sat, those that have sat and listened to everything is kind of, I think, get it. Yeah. I like, I've, I didn't expect us to go up, and I don't really like what the Premier League is. I'd rather. I mean, I don't mind going up and coming down at all. I guess, but whatever. But but for for, for my whole no, it's true. Like I'm not. I'm. Huddersfield, I, I don't take responsibility. That, that's not responsible for my happiness. I'd given up that long time. It was never has. I'm fucking. You know what I mean, I'm a grown ass yeah. man, like with a sport in a team that's essentially been shit my whole life. My whole life. I've still gone. I've still had season tickets. I've still travelled because it's it's not about that. It's not been about. And you know this. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not. It's just tribal. Yeah. And so I've I've kind of sat there and I've always. I don't really want to be in that league. I don't. Right, I don't want to be there where all of a sudden everyone's you're getting slagged off by pundits that don't know anything. We're already getting it where people are going, fucking hell, I just should have got promoted with like, and they've got a negative goal difference, and that don't tell the story of the season. You know, it's 
so you're already starting to see these things that are going to be happening. We're going to be losing to Arsenal 5-0, then going and playing Chelsea on a Tuesday night. We're going to get him mugged off left, right and centre. I'm not looking forward to that. I like my little below-the-radar buzz. I don't want to have to do a fucking collab with red men when they're patronising <laughs> me about the fact that they've just humiliated us and taken Wagner to fucking to go there and like Paul Klopp's coffee, whatever it is. So all that said... How, all that said... <laughs> yeah, yeah. All that said... You're, it's your fucking team, do you know what I mean? And and it's like your family. You, you die for your family, you die for your team. And when everything's at stake like that, and all your people are there at stake, you're there. Of course you want to fucking win. I want to win every game we play. I, I was gutted that we rested players against Man City because you've got that thing in your mind where you want to win, you want to give it your best shot. So naturally, I wanted to win there. And, and that's what I, but I had that whole thing fighting with me. However, one of the things that we've spoken about a lot on this podcast, um, and particularly me and Flav have spoken a lot about, and Adam knows about, is the football gods. Right? And me and the football gods, have, we've, you know, we've reached peace. And I've seen it, and I understand how it works. And essentially what's happened this year is me and the football gods have come to an agreement. And ultimately, they have left me for 35 years of this. They've let me win football. I have won football. <laughs> I've completed it. We've won. So are you going to walk away? Mate, I've been thinking about that, you know. I've been he thinking. Said he was walk away. I said I was going to walk. So I completed the game. I said, but this is after like ten games of it. If we get promoted, I'm going to walk away from football. We'll have, we'll have won it. I don't care what happens beyond there. I've finished up at the at the thing that I didn't think was possible. That's our summit. What's more to be gained? Uh, I mean, it could be quite exciting trying to stay in the Premier League. Like we finished, we finished seventeenth one year. Liverpool, let's stay up. I remember your last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, yeah. That was that was exciting. I mean, we we had t-shirts yeah. with like we stayed up. In the it just feels a bit fucking. I'd rather reign in hell than serve in heaven. And there's something about I don't know. I, I, can we okay? Can, can Huddersfield become a? Can we win the Premier League? Can no. we fuck? Yeah, definitely. So well, I don't yeah, want to be can. there. Can, can. can we finish seven, sixteenth, or whatever? It's like, can Leicester win the Premier League? No, never. Never. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lewis feel really can't. Yeah, no, <laughs> that would hurt you. Uh, wouldn't it? Yeah, 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 you'd rather. I mean, yesterday, look, no, mate, it, it's it's all weird, but look, you know, n- now we're up, um, and I'm looking at it, and I'm just thinking, like, we've got a chairman that's a fan. We've got a, a, his face at the final whistle. Yeah, was unbelievable. He's a he's a hero, and what yeah, he's done for the club, he's a hero. And then we've got Wagner, who's a cool manager. And what he's essentially done, this is the thing. Because, you know, we're talking about Spurs having uh, almost like a, a, a glass ceiling with Arsenal. It, it became a limit. Mm. We, we've had a limit. We, we've been a losing club and we have a losing culture. We have a culture where we expect players, if they're good, to move on. We expect managers to move on if they're good. And we don't expect... When we go into the big games, we expect to lose it. We expect the big team to win. And you, you've seen it this year. Leeds won a few games and all they're all on Facebook. Fucking hell, we're going to win the league, champions of Europe. I win it. I, we were top and I'm going, fucking, this is going to end any minute now. It's what you come expected to. And Wagner has somehow changed the culture of that club. He has changed it to one of belief, to one of where people feel that the the combat, the, the buzz between the players, the management, the club and fans has just been incredible, you know, and it's all been putting together in the same direction. So that's him. So as I look at it now, I actually think if he stays, who knows? Because we have a philosophy. We actually have a, we play in a certain way. And and they've seen they've shown that they can bring in some decent players. So so who knows? We, you know, we, we, you know what I mean? Who it's knows? It's a German philosophy of football. 
I, yeah. I really think it is. I think that Germans get how important football yeah. is to the fans. They get that fans want to see quality football, no matter how much you've paid for your season yeah. ticket, that you deserve to see decent football. Yeah, that's starting to be implemented at Bradford City as well. These uh, German owners, they're they're to- yeah. No, <laughs> I'm joking. Just, I was just a joke. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. That was a joke. But it's uh, it's uh, difficult to carry on. <laughs> it's, uh, it is the journey. Yeah. I, I really feel like they've brought this really nice fans first, yeah. tactics second, yeah. and if we win, we win. If we don't buy everyone a burger mm. and hope they forget about it, because that, <laughs> that actually happened at Bradford. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's. I, I love it. I, lo- I just love that the this whole fans first thing, and I, I'm reluctant to admit it, but I see it at Huddersfield as well. Yeah. You've got the hundred quid season ticket if, ah, you, yeah, if you're yeah, a long time yeah. season ticket holder. Yeah, yeah. Totally respect that. Really nice moves by the club, and they've been doing it all year. Um, it, it's it's excellent. But look, just to thank everyone on here because throughout this season, what's been really cool as a Huddersfield fan, and normally people go, well, "What what league are you in?" and you know, don't know. Like, there's a whole bunch of people here that have actually really got behind us from all over the world, man. And from Arsenal fans to Liverpool fans to Villa to to Reading to people in Australia to, to people all over have just kind of really been cheering us on uh, and the support that we've had through that has, has actually just been very very humbling um, I'll be intrigued to see nice. if that continues oh, next yeah. season because tell you what if as a QPR fan if I dig out your Premier League club I'll, I'm pretty sure you'll tell me in the comments that I'm a what was that? So you'll get it. You'll what get was it that? Tomorrow. Sorry, sorry. What were we supposed to say that? Wait, wait. What was that? What was it? All I'm saying is, you're the, me. If you ever met someone, they go, you go, who do you support? Then, oh, Man United. Oh, okay, cool. Who do you support? And you go, Huddersfield. And they go, that's great. <laughs> there's like a pa- there's a patronising kind yeah. of oh pat you on the head oh you're done it you're yeah. not that guy anymore you're yeah. in the Premier League no, so when you beat please. Chelsea away or when you beat someone. Then they're gonna they're gonna get me. too close to the comfort. Yeah. It'll all turn on you, mate. Yeah. Oh no, I can, I can t- I can tell that, that there'll be that, that people will turn. But do you know but what? Like, I, yeah, I don't care. I don't know what to do with my face when we're getting so happy about Huddersfield. <laughs> yeah, so. it's tough for you. So I understand that. I understand that. But what what was funny? And, and there's a guy called March on together who's a, who's a, a friend of the podcast, a Leeds fan, and he's been dead sound all year. So thank. Uh, call me I'm not having a dig at you but my mate Angry Dave um, he, I have been having a bit of a dig at him your mate's just, got the best nicknames just, <laughs> know, Angry Dave and, and Scotty L man from hell but um, <laughs> and Peter me and, uh, but anyway the um, I was saying to him we were talking about it and I was like look mate fucking you know Man United because you know like we always and there I was like we don't care about you we're, Man United are our rivals I was just like yeah, they're, not, they're not your rivals anymore Dave our rivals and I think that hurt him because they've got they hate Man United so yeah, much you're like do you want me to do that thing that he was doing with yeah, you yeah yeah, yeah. just um, block your face I'm from this happiness uh, that smiling and nodding um, first thing before I forget Adam bleep top, top the five. C word for yeah, me bleep the C word Adam. and uh, trying to catch oh, got to change catch right should we wrap it up see you at the far post <laughs> that was easy oh hang on hang on wait keep going are you recording yeah. go subscribe oh banter. yeah banter subscribe on the twitter you can find yeah, yeah at bantams banter facebook.com for, facebook.com forward slash bantams banter and bantams banter on youtube and the podcast yeah 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 on itunes search bantams banter that's too much going on that's there's good, a lot mate. going on but just yeah. search bantams banter it's all there it is and and again it's like what we've seen this season it's these real fan stories the real emotion um so yeah get behind this There's, we've got quite a few channels now haven't we in the lower leagues and we've actually got some more channels joining the network oh, and coming on so thank you for watching and listening latest potatoes <laughs> 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.